It's the High and Wide Podcast with Brad Carlson and Damon Perrant. Triple H, Big Show, The Rock says tonight, the only two things that you two candy asses should concern yourself with is this, is your roll, know it, your mouth, shut it, and if you do that, then The Rock, the great one, Darren Dam Tease, you will smell what The Rock is cooking. Rune carries in, rolling in front of the minute shot, Dejardin following the play, and he missed the short shot, there he is again, Hi, my podcast with Damon Prop. We got Mike McCullough, Brad Carlson, and a fucking champion. Introduce the champ properly. Like, show the man a little respect. Come on. You got to write this picture. Okay, you got to send me a, a selfie of you with this fucking belt so that it can go up on social media afterwards. Because, Mr. Ooh, I'm riding high after four weeks of being the champion. Guy won uh, once, went to his head. Yeah. He's blah, ducking blah, blah, challenges blah. left, right, and center. Like, <laughs> your typical heel champ. I'm currently on a 37-day championship <laughs> reign. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. If I go, are. I think. And what, what was your reign last year? How long did that last? I think. I think if I get through this week, I think I become longest reigning. Well, yeah, I'll, totally take, I'll take sure the legitimate that, so. victories over no. longest reigning one-time champion. I get, paid, I get, I get paid as a champion folks. every every day. I get paid as, as a champion. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoever, whoever won at the last one before end of the season like before at the start of summer last year would have yeah. been a training that's not a care. That's a you know we start oh look at looking here. Here. Oh, no no you can't oh, have it both ways it's a quiz master's yeah. rules yeah. well <laughs> probably no i could that could be me as well no, you gotta run the gamut it could be we'd have to check the yeah to be determined we'll see Who's who's up for today? It's is it uh, it's Mike and or it's uh, Brad and Kev, right? I don't know. You, yeah, you two guys have cowered away like every week for the last four <laughs> weeks, so it's so hard to tell whose turn it really is. So no, it's got to be Brad and Kevin. It's gonna be Brad. Was it, was it supposed to be a three-way triple threat match? We did a three-way. We did. We did. We did a th- Kevin and I tied, and we both picked the tiebreaker the same. Yes. Yeah. Which was the most oh, unrealistic ending yeah. to. Stump the chump and I wasn't going to do three sets of questions again. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll get to stump the chump in just Mike's a little bit. Mike's busy right now. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, it's, been a, it's been a few weeks, boys. How's it going? Mike, going we'll good. start with you. Yeah, good. Fun. Enjoying yeah, the NFL running, playoffs. Doing you're running wild with your DFS, right? Yeah. Hasn't been as good since, since I left Brad's house. Woo! Did you win four grand on Christmas? Dollars. 
Yeah. It was really good. Well, wow. Boxing Day, I guess. Yeah, it was nice. And it was like, it's, it's, it's funny because when I'm at home, oh. I spend like five hours and prepare and like focus and do all this shit. You didn't and that, do that, at all. that day, I, it was no chance because we had so much going on. And that's the day <laughs> I'm in the fourth hour. <laughs> Just we're right. talking money here quickly. I'll, I'll quit. I'll throw a quick one at you, boys. FanDuel always posts their, like, guys who are running crazy parlays and, like, cashing out on them or, like, really close. Guy yesterday, he it was an eight-bet parlay. He bet $100. And it was basically all who's going to catch touchdowns in the in NFL playoffs. He had seven of the eight. He had seven of, of seven going into <laughs> last night's game. Oh, Hedge time. He he had yeah. Cooper Cup catching a touchdown as his final bet. Wow, you, you got it. Must have been sweating. He cashed out for fourteen grand. Wow, How much off of a hundred. How much would have it paid? If he would have stayed in, it like was something. It was in. if he would stayed in. I think it was some. It was just over fifty that he would have taken over. Ooh, fourteen wow. is better than a hundred. At what like, point did he in the game? Did he? Cash was was the fourteen. He cashed out before the kickoff of the of the game last night. So yeah, he, he had seven. Oh, in the bag. <laughs> but it's like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm usually like most times when I see those crazy tickets, I'm like, hey, you never know that person's situation. So I like I never yeah. judge a person harshly for cashing out on a big dollar amount like oh, that. No, not fourteen thousand. Like you did good, bag. boy. But it's Cooper Cup. Yeah. There I think is you no find more a better automatic touchdown in a game player than Cooper Cup. Like, man, yeah. that is uh, that's like the, maybe one of the few times I've seen a guy do that where he cashed out, and I'm like, you sir are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it would, I guess, if you didn't have much capital, it would be different. But yeah, like, yeah I know it's there so should be judge. there should be better way, better hedges there than just giving up that much. That's a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. What I, is might he... little, I might be a little bit off on my numbers, but it was it was yeah. in that like mid 14, 15 range and like right up, just over 50. Like so right. it was because Cooper Cup's like what 65 to set probably 70 percent to get a touchdown. I mean something like it, at least. Yeah. Yeah, you take those odds. Especially yeah. if you're at that seven for seven. Wow. Right. But I mean you shouldn't be if yeah, if that like if that's life changing money for you, you exactly. hundred dollar eight game parlays. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, so you want to take that. Those two that things. So one other uh, crazy one at you boys. Yeah, um, three friends were sitting in a room last week, and they were watching basketball. They picked six games, and each of them picked two two players who were going to score the first basket in each of the games. So they each made two picks, and they just bet fifty cents. On those picks. So this guy's going to score first basket this game, so on and so forth. They hit all six of them. And 50 cents turned into $140,000. What? Yeah. Because those odds are so ridiculous on first, like, hitting that first stop. But here's the crazy. If they would have bet $20, they would have won over a million dollars. Wow! Well, I think they all would have taken home a million. I think is what it was. Like it's yeah, oh. those parlay bets—they're so much fun, but it's like they're so heartbreaking too. So at times. astronomically uh, impossible to hit on. Yeah, you know, like yeah. let's pick some this week, Mikey. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Like, fan, no, like FanDuel posts them all the time, and they make them seem like this, like so common that these big tickets hit like that. But they're they're posting that for a reason because this is look it's how the, rare this. Is. Yeah, like, it's essentially the pro line take six games and hope that you win all six games that's for a thousand bucks. Like yeah, that's what it is. Promotion right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I uh, I took a pretty bad DFS beat actually this week. I uh the the Chiefs destroyed Steelers as predicted and I had a ton of the Chiefs and it's this contest where it's twenty seven dollars and the top thirty people get a thousand dollars and everyone else gets nothing. And I made I had him, I had Tyree Kill, I had Jarek McKinnon, who was the low owned running back, and it comes down to the end and they're at the two yard line. And they're going to score just for sure. And any Mahomes touchdown is good. Any uh, running back touchdown is good. And they do a trick play from Kelsey yeah. <laughs> to another receiver. The, the, totally two guys, the two guys I don't have. And Kelsey's super high owned. Oh. So everyone like jets in front of me. And that's funny. Yeah. that's not a poor decision. I never really part, thought no? of that. Because, I never thought. No, of that no, because no, I was uh, I was running with both of those guys in my DFS lineup. Like I just set one for every game. Right. I don't get crazy. So I was running both those guys on that play. So I was pumped. Like it was like, all oh, right, then it got me. Absolutely. Just it, it just it just sucked me into the money that play. So uh, I never thought of it the other way of like the guy who has Mahomes oh, yeah. and all of a sudden Mahomes get they get screwed on the Mahomes plays. So I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's fucked me. It's fun. The little strategy things are fun because, like, yeah. I was in really bad shape going into that game in that contest, and I had to switch to that to Jarek McKinnon, just hoping something would happen with Williams, and it did. Because if you go in with a guy that's going to be owned super high, and you're already doing bad, doesn't do it, no chance. Oh. Yeah, so you got the the Dallas Cowboys and Justin Schultz were kind of my uh, kryptonite this weekend as far as money oh, yeah. making though went though. I kind of thought there'd be a couple touchdowns going his way, and well, they're just it didn't quite go as scripted. They there. are just idiots, that unprofessional. Well, should we just uh, should we just get in the football talk here, Damon? Since yeah, we're uh, talking gambling, okay. Before we get to that, though, before we get to that, Brad, what did, what what's the big? Oh, yeah, Brad, what have you done uh, lately? How was Christmas? We haven't really talked since. Oh, I, I guess we did talk done. after New Year's. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Back into the swing of things with kids hockey now, so that's all good. Haven't been shut down by COVID yet, despite the uh, <laughs> crazy situation. <laughs> but, uh, Are you guys all over the place too with numbers? Ooh, yeah, we're not as bad as you guys. We're like we're not so shutting much. anything down. You, no. Mike, and Kev were talking about Heather Stephenson and the level of just horseshit governing. Yeah. I don't know. Well, We're not even more shit governing. It's just non-existent governing that's yep. going on here now at this <laughs> point. But <laughs> that's true. But anyway, yeah, go on. Just, when she yeah, when, when like, she when she sat in front of us and said we literally have to figure out how to fight a, fight this virus <laughs> on our own. That's exactly what she meant. She's like, we're done helping you Manitobans. You guys are up to your own. We're not even going to get We're going to, we'll, we'll send some masks to the liquor stores. And if you want to go and get them, pick them up there, you can go get them. But that's about as much as we'll do. I did like what to happened? see your tweet that said uh, that she, <laughs> she was talking about how this government is uh, ahead of the curve when it comes to COVID and like education. They did nothing for COVID and they threw all of the kids under the bus by sending them back so damn early. <laughs> 
I was going to say what happened in Saskatchewan was there was a press conference about COVID and the Saskatchewan's top doctor was basically saying something along the lines of now is not the time to gather. Yeah. And the message from the premier was the exact opposite. (laughs) A reporter called him out on it, said, okay, so the message from the top doctor is not to gather right now. You are saying something the exact opposite. Who should we trust right now? And the premier said, trust yourself to make you the uh, the right decision. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so same thing. Same. Pushing oh the back, uh, you know, passing the buck. Classic That's hilarious. Monster, yeah. Total nonsense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. This, this conservative government come election time is going to see sweeping changes. They well, like, Manitoba, like most numbers still yes. are fairly respectable in yeah. Saskatchewan, aren't they? No, no, yeah. no you're, you're right. He won't lose. He won't, he won't lose. But yeah. do you think Manitoba would they go back to NDP? Oh, yeah, Heather something she's at, like, she's at 21% right now. Like, she no. it has Kev wasn't wrong when he said, God, I miss Pallister because at least Pallister was kind of listening to the doctor. Oh, yeah, he at least got up on stage and like fake cried and like pretended yeah, like he was yeah, sad right. that this was all happening and like looked like a somewhat politician no, right. he looked, this... looked kind of human yeah he, he did show kinda. empathy at times and you know he uh, did try to bounce for the can't... for the islands yeah. but that's beside the point <laughs> i don't blame him so, Kev, so yeah what, what basically we got free basically we got free masks and then they'll <laughs> see uh you go pick them up they'll see and guess what happens out here all the idiot group fringe groups out here that like have their parties and like you know their freedom rallies went to LCs and like took them and ditched them. Yeah, uh, no, had a burning party and yeah. posted it on Facebook. Like, yeah. <laughs> like oh, man, we went. Be. Like, it's like you can feel whatever the hell you want to about what's going on, how we've been governed, what this virus. But like, why are you being that way to other people? Like, what is yeah, it prove? Like, it just shows how yeah. big of an asshole you are. Yeah, absolutely. Well, deeply stupid. It's funny oh. too because today we went. Uh, we like my wife. She decided she was going to make a nice little pot roast, but we're all kind of under the weather in the home. And we were like, I don't know if I want to just eat pot roast right now. Like I'm feeling more chicken noodle soup kind of thing. So I went and picked up some chicken noodle soup from one of the restaurants out here. And as I'm going into the door, they have a note on the window that says something along the lines of "Due to the tyrannical and." Uh, fascist uh, government we have to wear masks so you have to wear them too like i'm not even kidding you this was on their like i i was like i want to walk away from this and give no business to this place whatsoever but we were like shit we've already ordered it and i'm here and we kind of all want it so fuck i'll swallow this bullet but that i'm uh, never going back to that restaurant again like quite honestly if i if I've seen that sign, I would probably walk up to the cashier and like Slap it if down. it was know that it was the owner, if I knew it was the owner. Yeah. And I would probably just take that soup and I would probably just dump it out right in front of there, right on the floor, right in front of them and just walk out. I'm so <laughs> sick of the bullshit in this area that it's I'm so just, dumb. I'm like, like that one's pretty crazy. I'm like, what are you like, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is your government that's giving yeah. you these rules. Like, what are there's, you complaining about? There's more than a few businesses I know that have supported stupid things in this area that I will use to support that I will absolutely have zero to do, have had zero to do since then, and will continue to do so. It's crazy. So, 
I'm sure we'll get into lots more COVID talk as the uh, the evening progresses. So let's uh, let's push ahead here because uh, we got we got a bunch of fun stuff. Football. Let's get right into it. Bunch of firings now that the season is over into the playoffs. The Broncos ditched Fangio. Um, you got Minnesota canning Zimmer. The Bears, Mike. Yeah, bye Nagy and bye bye Ryan Pace. They're out of there. So, like, oh, please bring in. I like. I was watching. I can't remember. I think it was ESPN and was it Rex Ryan? Actually, it was like, is Harbaugh the guy to bring in from Michigan? And I was like, I don't mind that. And we talked about it. And you were like, he's he's a bit of a hard ass, but who cares if he gets results? I'm like, he's a fucking coach. What are we like? What do we need to sit around, hold hands, and treat each other like it's football? Like, I don't think that's a serious. I have read more and more about that position, and that it will be a publicly popular decision and likely a former player. That is the road they're going down. I heard McMahon. Yeah, Byron Leftwich is high on the list of players that really names are on the list. Yeah, for coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually interested. Like that was just Rex Ryan. But I didn't the, mind it. I, I was, the, I was like, mm, okay well, it, it. this will the, be a bit of a PR stunt for the Bears, is what I gather, because things are so bad with Aggie. They know they have to do something that's gonna yeah, kind of put a smile on the fans' face. They they're kind of aware of that. Yeah. As long as I, the guy I want, that they bring in is gonna do a job. The uh the Bills OC seems like yeah. he's interviewed, he makes sense because Josh Allen is and Justin. Like Justin Fields, very similar. The goal would be Josh Allen, like yep. playing like that. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, I'm always going to prefer somebody from the some like young coordinator over some older college coach. I agree. I don't disagree with that. Um, who else got canned? Can I can I hop in here? Yes. Uh, just going to read off a headline I saw today, and then oh, let boy. you guys talk about that. So. Barstool Sports, uh, the Bears' job thought to be desirable because they could trade Justin Fields. Oh my god, what <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Uh, Why? Why would you trade him? Yeah, I don't, they're I don't not gonna trade. No, not at all. He's, he's shown that he can be an effective quarterback. Well, I think there's been glimpses, like he's yeah, a, yeah. He's oh, a yeah, like, quarterback. Put into yeah. an awful situation. They have no offensive line. Their their yeah. running game is good, but at the same time, if you have no offensive line, you can't get anything started. Why? Why is Fields the first? Like for what reason? Who are you going to bring in? You, you'll have an idea of what Fields yeah. can do on the field, but you'll have no idea what Fields can do as a leader and as a quarterback and as like for that, a couple that, of years. that takes. That takes a couple of years of being yes. on the field before those things get developed and you really know it. Yeah, he's, he's like got that. the but I've seen enough to know that he's got the tools to do it. He's yeah, got, yes. he's got some skills. Yeah. If 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 you redrafted the quarterbacks from last year's draft, I would still take Lawrence first and I would take Field second. Sure. And then I would probably take But the Bears know, didn't have a chance Mac, at Lawrence. Mac Jones anyway, so what difference? No, no, they, they didn't. Make? But I'm just saying, like, even though those two guys had Fairly disastrous rookie season. Okay, sure. Like I would, I wouldn't, it wouldn't stop me from redrafting the same. I okay, I see what you're saying, but yeah, you're right because Jacksonville's a much bigger mess than the Bears across the run. And that was their logic. It was the fact he had an awful season. 
and yeah. basically throwing in the towel. Well, barstool sports is. Well, I know they yeah. they are legit the worst. <laughs> I, I just saw that uh, headline. How about Miami getting rid of Brian Flores? That yeah, that like, why? Horrible. Like popular. Unless just, there is... just run off seven games at the end of the season. Get put yourself yeah. into the into the uh, equation. This one falls into the category is there's got to be more to the story than people are aware of because there's just it's a GM off back trying to save his job seasons for the Dolphins. Like, and I think he had what was three games over 500 with them in two seasons. Like, I think yeah. he's been there for three. And, um, I think the, the GM in Miami did not put him into a situation to succeed. Flores did so much more with that roster than he should have. And I know last, the, go the ahead. one thing that's always been reported was Flores was not the biggest Tua fan. Yeah, I've heard and that ownership too. was kind of forcing him to this is going to be our guy. So I don't know. Sometimes if you know, especially the quarterback position, if that's the I've heard you know, Miami's ownership is, will take and he's our guy and going to be our guy for the next how many years? I guess maybe that's tough to overcome as a head coach. <laughs> if that's not your guy. Like I, I don't know, but. I've heard it Miami seems a little is, weird that he would have got fired. Yeah. Miami's not a team that does stupid things. Like well, they're not, they haven't been a great franchise, but they haven't, they're not the one to be like crazy and fire coaches every couple of years. Like they usually let things run the course there. So <laughs> the course has been dog shit for the longest time. Though. Oh, that's do, you guys, do you guys know how many current NFL black NFL coaches there are now? What is there? Three or four? No, not, nope. not there. Two? No. One. No, I'm Brad, trying to think. Brad, Brad had the number correct. Oh, zero. Yeah, I think it's zero. One, one, one. Yeah. Oh, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin, yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. Same yeah. One. yeah. So that's pretty bad. Well, yeah. it will change. That will change this offseason, though. Like it's. It uh, will. It just, will. Just, just, just in what I've seen, like I've, I actually, yeah. I think, like almost all the head coaches that are like going to land somewhere, maybe guys of men of color. So yeah. maybe change a little bit, but. What so, percentage but yeah. of the block? 60? Oh, like, oh, way more than that. Yeah, more than I would that. say 80. I was going to say yeah, somewhere 80. around there. 75, 80. 80. Yeah. Okay, so proportionally, you probably should have a similar number of black coaches. You would think. You right. would think. Yeah. Wonder yeah. <laughs> why. Wonder why. I know. I wonder why. <laughs> how many How many black uh, owners are there? <laughs> uh, well, go. there's one owner of color. Yeah. And he's in Jacksonville, and it's not working out great. <laughs> that has nothing to do with him being a man of color. No. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, this last weekend, games. Woo! Woo! Um, the Bungles get their first win in 30 years. In maybe the single one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen in my life. I heard it was that bad. That was absolute garbage, that game. I heard it was bad. The game was entertaining, and I don't, I'm not taking, I won't take away from the Bengals win, but my God, there's a reason the NFL came out and said immediately that those officials oh, will yeah. not be on the field for the rest of the playoffs. It Dunzo. was dog shit. Dunzo. Like, they made up rules in the middle of the game. There it was, was a, a roughing the passer. Like that, that is literally what happened. There they was a roughing the passer call that made no sense. on a touchdown. Yes. And allowed it to stand. <laughs> now, I'm sorry. You blew an accidental whistle. I know this really sucks and you really fucked things over in this game, but the rule state, if yeah. a whistle is blowing, whether it's accidental or not, the play is dead at the moment the whistle sounds. Yeah. And how they could go back and say, there's the accident we're going to let stand, it's just beyond me. Like, it's just... It, it <laughs> yeah. was so bad. Did you catch and the how, 
did you catch when they when he came to announce a penalty or some situation and just sounds came out it wasn't english words it was just like mar- <laughs> like it was just a garbling of shit and you're just <laughs> fuck what did he just say <laughs> <laughs> and they went with it they were just yeah, like, okay, they like okay i don't know <laughs> but yeah good on the bangles the the right team won as far as i'm concerned the team i definitely wanted to for example oh, yeah. levels wanted to see move on so they're entertaining. Yeah. The San Francisco 49ers upset the Dallas Cowboys. Stephen A. Smith is loving it. <laughs> I'm not, That's you know, a game that people are blaming the rest for the Cowboys losing, yeah. which is absurd. How about, how about that the last awful play, play there? Yes. You don't throw the ball into the middle of the field when you have however 10 seconds and you need to spike it. That's not enough time to spike it. You're not well, going to have I've seen eat. the examples of it. They've like, there's enough been made of it that people have gone back and they've found footage of this working. And it makes sense in some aspects, right? But it's like, this has to be a perfectly coached and perfectly drilled into every player on the field's mind how this works. And yeah. nobody had a clue yeah. what was going on on the field. No, because what was going on is San Francisco had the sidelines totally covered, right? And they were giving up the entire middle of the field. There's f- uh, 16 or 14 seconds when that ball is snapped. Yeah. 14, now, I think the most. They have enough time to snap that ball for Dak to run t- about 10 to 12 yards and take that slide and get yeah. themselves yeah. into that good range where they can yeah. still, you know, like they've got the end zone and they should be able to line up, get this ball down with about three seconds left on the clock. And I, they showed a couple plays where it works, like, like where it yeah, works that, out for teams. Oh, yeah. it's, it's about just over 10. But yeah. where the Cowboys make the mistake is it didn't seem like half the players on the field even realized that was the final play of the game because as they're coming back to the line of scrimmage, there's players like Schultz and Lamb who are literally just walking. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then Dak, instead, what you need to do in this instant is you have to, as a quarterback, you have to take the ball and you have to take it and put it in the hands of the official who is coming to place the ball on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, That allows him to come place it and get out. What they did is Dak like panicked and then handed the ball to his center and the center had it in his hands. So the referee has to come break through the line, grab the ball from the center, trip over a guy, place the ball, get time. back out. And by the time it's out, they've, it's too late and the game is yeah. over. So like I it, said, it, it does work. And I get we've given them one decent shot at the end zone, but it has to be perfectly coached and your players all have to be in tune with what's going on. Yeah, and it's the other thing that none of those ball. players were aware of was the nine one one either. Like when you get in that situation and things just go awry, you run to the line and you and then Dak needs to be yelling nine one one nine one one, and it's no longer a situation where we're spiking the ball. It's everybody goes into shotgun formation and we are going down the field yeah. with this play because yeah. I don't even have time to spike it anymore. And they didn't even call nine one one, so that's just a cluster on everybody of the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. And e- and even. Even it being possible still leaves it pretty thin for that to be yeah, executed. It does. Like, like immediately when they made that play. I'm not saying it's not a gutsy call going down the middle on a run in yeah. that situation, but I'm saying it's doable. But it's you need a team that's well coached and, like I said, on the same place. And if you watch Dallas at all this season, you know that they probably weren't the best coached team or on the same page at most times. So, no, totally not the right time. Yeah. And they took about 14 penalties before oh. that. So, yeah, that, and that's, yeah, that's the other thing is 
the penalty is way overweight. The final play of the game is why the yeah. Cavs lost. But yeah, Kev. Brad. Hold Speaking on, of unprofessional, wait, wait, okay. Brad, hold on just a sec. Kev, take your belt down. Your mic is like rubbing up against. Oh, the I'm belt. You know, yeah. that's the sound of excellence that you're hearing. <laughs> you guys just need to put something in front of your screen, like I do. I, I haven't seen the belt for a half hour now. Well, it's I'll switch shoulders, so it's off my mic shoulder. There, there you go. go. There you go. Uh, okay. And now I'm sure Brad can probably see it now if I. Still, if you, up a little you put it up at your ear, I can. Yeah, I can see it now. Yeah, perfect. Put it back just hold it there. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of unprofessional, uh, the post game presser with Dak. Oh. So basically, how'd it go? Dak was pissed off that uh, fans were throwing shit at them as they're coming off the field. And then someone informed him, it was like, yeah, they weren't throwing at you guys, they're throwing at the refs. And then he went and said that, uh, oh, good for them. Who's, whose phone's that? That was mine. Sorry, I turned it down. Okay. Yeah. So he basically said the fans kind of as you were. Like, yeah. what kind of shit comment is that? Just a sourpuss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He should have. It was funny, too, because yeah. they had that annoying Nickelodeon. Uh, <laughs> like, it was it, at the beginning, I laughed because it was so goofy, but the announcing did wear on me as it went along. And that, that does. <laughs> It does monster numbers, though, eh? Yeah. Oh, that Nickelodeon yeah, game, like, it's a big success for them. But whatever, it's aggravating. Yeah. But they did a oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, hold, hold time. Who should get slimed at the end of the game? Like, actually. <laughs> and, it, and the poll came out, it was like 80, 86% Dak. And I wish I wish the NFL, like, oh, right baked it into the contract they had to, like, adhere to it. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> Let's rewind a second here. Mike McCullough. You are a single male. No kids that I'm yeah. aware of. Why the heck are you watching the Nickelodeon uh, feed of the game? Like, <laughs> I, didn't know there was another, I didn't know there was another option. <laughs> Absolutely there was. Oh. I, I didn't watch the Nickelodeon one. I watched a couple of highlights. Oh, I, was at, I was at my buddy's house. It still refused. <laughs> not, this guy still doesn't have HD. So That's really Why do you go to your son? Because it's the closest. <laughs> did, did you get in the DeLorean and go back to 1984? <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. So you're going to do that, though, Brad. Like 1985. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have not watched standard deaf TV for over 20 years. Yeah. yeah I don't understand like, it. One, yeah. Once you go HD, uh, I can't watch standard deaf TV. Well, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find a lot of difference between uh, high def and 4K? Uh, we don't have 4K, so. Have you ever seen 4K? I, yeah, there comes a point where. It almost hurts my eyes. Well, I was going to say, I don't think the human eye is capable of distinguishing. Yeah. You know, once yeah. like, okay, so. Seems so smooth. And then you had 1080p. Yeah. Now you have 4K. Like when 8K comes out, like, you know, there comes well, a point where. Well, the 8K cameras they're using right now are amazing. Yeah, sure. Like that's what you're seeing in yeah. the NFL, like in the games with like the blurred backgrounds, with I, the really yeah, front. No, like, I've seen I that. Love I that look. It, yeah, it looks cool, but you know what? It looks yeah. great on my 1080p. TV as well. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so it's you know more so it's the capabilities of the camera, not the depth or the the how high of definition it comes out in. But the jump from standard def to HD when that first came out, that was unreal. Yeah, it was it was crazy. 
like VHS right. to DVD and then but like you said all these little jumps right now they're 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 minimal because what's it going to be five ten years when we're going to all be watching sports in a virtual world do you think ten years well it should have been in 2015 like with the launch not. of this new Omnius o- o- or whatever that new system Oculus, was over the holidays yeah, yeah like isn't that what yeah, uh, Back I to the Future 2 was all that We're not like more than like 10 years away where you can buy like the hockey subscription on your virtual reality set and you can just plunk yourself down in the middle of any arena. Like, we'll be there eventually, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we will. I don't know. I, I just can't see how having like a smartphone type of screen four inches or two inches from your eyes is any good for them. But we don't care about that, Brad. Pretty no, soon we'll have cybernetic no. eye implants anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Buffalo Bills, wow, they fucked the Patriots um, to the tune of a perfect offensive game. That was insane. Like, a you had you had good work with uh, what was going on with Josh Allen. He played a fantastic game. Four incompletions. He had five touchdowns over what was it over three hundred yards passing. The Bills. What was it? Seven possessions, seven touchdowns. Well, that's and then, seven scores. Uh, it was touchdowns, was it not? It was all touchdowns they because didn't. they didn't punt, they didn't kick, yeah. they didn't kick a field goal. No turnovers. No turnovers. Yeah. It they was scores. Scored. The only yeah. the only possession where they didn't score was at the end when they were kneeling. Yeah, which is just crazy. <laughs> yeah, they just did what they wanted. It was enjoyable. There was a little hey. too much narrative going into that that. The Patriots had a, a good chance just because, like, it's people get out of hand that Bill is some, like, magical sorcerer or wizard that can make a, a team win even though it's way worse than the yeah. other team. Like, he's, no, he's, a, he's a great coach, but there's yeah, a limit. That's all I view, too. He's, yeah, I think he's – as crazy as he's overrated as a head coach. Yeah. Like, and he's, he's a very – but he yeah. is still a great coach. It's yeah. just yes. You had a great coach, the greatest quarterback, and maybe the greatest player to ever play the game. Yep. You know, beside him, and it just made pretty much yeah. an unstoppable pair. Right. Yeah. And one of and, the best offensive lines in the history of the NFL for such a prolonged period of time. Like they just pumped people right. into that position, and it worked. Yeah. Like wow. So now we get we get KC and we get the Bills this weekend, which is super exciting because. To me, I don't know. I, I think yeah. those are the two teams. That's a decadent game. Yeah. Oh, is That's it ever? I don't know if those are the two teams, but they're definitely two of the teams. I think. I I, I can't. I think yeah. Like I don't like saying, but Packers have to be in that talk of the teams. They were probably the most consistent team throughout the whole entire. They have the one the, team that never. They have one of the worst divisions in football. <clears throat> yeah, that helped. Like it's just they're bad. A little bit. They still beat all the good teams that they had put in front of them too, pretty much. Yeah. You got the you got the reigning MVP, likely probably going to win the MVP again. You think so? You think it's Rogers? If it depends if they, if they're going to go strictly on the product on the field and none of the outside noise matters, then he probably will win it. Just I don't necessarily. Didn't Brady have a better season? Uh, no. they both have kind of like things going for him and against each other. Like if you're comparing, yeah, he had the 44 right now, touchdowns, man. <laughs> like um, he's 43. Brady, Bra- Brady had a better statistical season, but Bra- Rogers yeah. had a better. 
Like that's insane. He's forty-three. I mean, Cooper Cup would be the other guy who should be in the talk, but they'll never give a wide receiver the award. Nope. It just won't happen. Even yeah, though Cup like won the triple crown and broke almost every receiving record in the league, like, but it just won't. Well, they'll look at it being a seventeen. It'll be tested. Season. It'll be it'll be tested this year, I guess, if a re- if a receiver can do it, because I think you'll get a bit of the Brady Rogers will split their votes. So, yeah, maybe a Cooper Cup it could be one of those. It could be a really crazy vote, like where it just he could sneak in with enough second, third place votes. To, uh, I maybe. mean, probably not, but if there's ever a year where a receiver could do it, it might be this year. But I wouldn't think he'll come close. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then that other game that is going to be happening this weekend that uh, should be a lot of fun is the, I don't know. I think, what do you guys think San Fran's chances are against Green Bay? Is it, they're, they're done so it's. No, not at all. San think San Fran has a chance in this game. San Fran has been very yeah. under, it was very underrated going in as far as the, I thought probably of all the teams going in, they were the underrated team that was going to make noise. Cause they, like, you look how they got into the playoffs, like. They yeah. won, like, rattled off a couple wins in the, the season and then, like, came back from 17 down in the fourth quarter of their last game they, to get in. Like, teams like that carry that momentum in, with them. And they are, they're a deep team with weapons. Garoppolo's nothing fancy, but yeah, he's, as long as he's not hurting the team, he's not detrimental, right? Like, yeah. if he's not turning the ball over three times, San Francisco can do with that because they'll run the ball down your throat, right? Yeah. Yeah, if they can manage to do that, then they have a chance. That's the key. Yeah. And Green Bay is a team that is susceptible to the run. So, yeah. Who knows? I guess we'll see. Um, it's supposed to be cold, but not that cold, and it's not windy, so it won't stop Rodgers from throwing much. Yeah. No. I still, I still got Green Bay, but I – What's that, Brad? titans Bengals. Yeah. Like the, uh, who, do you, who do you think's coming out in that game, Titans and Bengals? Don't know. Don't care, but uh, – the, the the Bills Chiefs games that's the that's the top dog in the FC. Oh yeah, big time. That's the game of this week. Like, yeah, yeah. It's by be far the best game. Tampa Bay Rams game. That game could, well, yeah, could seal that title of get, any one of these four games will could very well be game of the week. Yeah. They're all juicy as all can be. There's there's four fantastic matchups in front of us. Like. Well, Henry's coming back for Tennessee this yeah, week, which is which is not huge. for sure, but probably I'm, I'm he'll be at very least he's going to be on the sideline in uniform. Yeah, like yeah, that, I'm pretty much sure. Anything else football that you guys want to get into? How effective would a guy be if he hasn't played for what eight games straight? David Akers was pretty damn effective for the Rams yesterday after yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming off of a torn ACL less than six months ago. Like, okay, Rams that was a second. Like, yeah, but yeah, the, like, but his first game was like eight touches. Like it was an ease, just ease them in. Like this was his first yeah. full game. So, I, it's crazy. The I mean, science. I think and the, what these doctors can do for these guys, and they're worth that many millions of dollars. Like the type of treatment they get, it's pretty crazy how quick they're coming back from stuff now. So, yeah. I, and, and I, I, I'm just talking he's playing. Like not, yeah, not yeah, hundred percent yeah. health. Just yeah. It's tough too because Henry's somebody that requires volume. He's not like yeah. he just runs into the pile for sixty minutes straight yeah. and eventually yeah. wears the shit out of you. So he's not somebody that's going to be that effective on eight or ten carries. I uh, yeah. I agree. That's no good. No, but I uh, 
I won't be shocked whatsoever if next week we're talking about Henry running for 143 oh, yards and three touchdowns in the game. Like no, he's no. just like, he's that type of athlete. He's just that, he's, that is he's, in the he range. Half, of he, he played in the he played half the season and he's still going to get MVP talk. That's how good he, that's how good he was. Yeah, that's in the, well within the range of outcomes. That yeah. Um. A couple weeks ago, Mike, you weren't here. <laughs> we oh, your, bring it up. We need your expert opinion. <laughs> okay, so for the past couple of weeks, yeah. me and Kevin have been arguing about Matt Ryan. I don't think he's as terrible as you or Kev say he is. <laughs> Let's clarify what I think of him first. Yes. So what's your opinion of Matt Ryan as a quarterback? Yes, Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. Okay. Matt Ryan is... Nowhere near a Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay. He had some years earlier in his career where he was like the 10th or best quarterback, 8th to 10th best quarterback in the league, even though his statistics maybe he's first or second or whatever it is. Right. But he's got the worst, the least apropos nickname of any athlete I've ever heard, Matty Ice. He's not fucking Matty Ice when it matters. That's for one yeah, thing. There's, there's a reason point. he's doing tight commercials right now. Yes, he's a terrible <laughs> two-point two-point drill guy. He's he loves throwing it short of the sticks on third down with people draped over all over him. He's way too conservative. He'll have a nice uh touchdown interception thing because he is too conservative. Like he will not throw. Like his numbers will look better than he actually is. But he's not like a shit. Like he's obviously. But I don't think he's anywhere close to a Hall of Fame or like. Okay, yeah, so let's. That's your what first I, indication of him, you called him a shit to good quarterback who would probably in round be the 150th best quarterback of all time. Yeah. I, 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 and then I said more like, like, like 150th, uh, but that's, I still totally think that. If you like, all the quarterbacks. him in the realm of like Gus Farratt and Trent Dilfer. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're way worse. No, so. no. Like there's been a lot of you got to go. I'm talking about the history of the NFL, and when you go into the history of the NFL, you cannot even remotely go into statistic comparisons because it's totally. I, I, I like, know, but... It's like it's like saying well, uh, Gretzky's better than McDavid because he scored 230 points or whatever the fuck it was. Like no, no, but like you you could make an argument that McDavid is a better hockey player than Gretzky. Yeah. It, it's an argument that that one could could quite easily make. Yeah, but I don't understand about the matter is how someone has the or through the career makes it to eighth all time in NFL passing. That just doesn't compute compute for me. Where someone that high on the all time passing list would be that dog shit of a yeah, because like in a few years, <laughs> like all the all time best, all the all time throwing leaders, like the top. 75 or 100 of all time are all going to be this time period. I, I realize the game has changed. It, like, it's just but it, it, it will constantly evolve. Like, it, it always has. Like, I got we were talking before. Like, it used to be 3,000 yards was a fantastic quarterback season. Now you have to over 4,000. And probably in our lifetime, we'll see a point where 5,000 yards is a, considered a good quarterback yeah. season. Like, so, like you say, yeah, those the all time passing ones and touchdown ones, those will. I think those numbers will always constantly just be going up. Unlike hockey, where it'd be pretty tough for someone to catch Gretzky in his records. I don't know. I, I, 
I think it's like, different. I think because if you look at the right, if you list like look at the list right now, how many of those top uh, uh, like guys in total yardage quarterback wise are players who are just about to retire, close to retiring, or tail end of their yeah, career, or no, just have retired. There's, there's it's pretty much of, the, they're all within that right? uh, yeah. you know, a couple there's of years. There's a lot right? of active so, players or players who just retired on that list. Yeah, I, I I agree. The game's changed, and just like with NHL hockey, I mean scoring was so much higher in the 80s and 90s that that skews the all-time points leader a little bit like that yeah points you know someone like mcdavid in the game back when gretzky played would probably have three thousand points but yeah it's could have should have what a situation yeah because sure. the game was way different back then and the athletes are different and like there's so many different the goalies were different okay so that's what I'm. That's why I mean, like, yeah, yeah. That's why I mean, it's easily to say the eighth most passing of all time could be the hundredth best quarterback of all time, just because of that fact. Like, yeah, I don't know. The, the, but I struggle with that because David goes like he's like he had years where, like, just look at the numbers, like top three in the NFL in passing. Like, like statistically, had unreal. Matt Ryan years. almost yeah. had a five thousand yard passing year. Couple of yeah. times in his career, and those are the a years dog shit like, quarterback does not do that. I don't care how not dog shit. The, the, he, the, okay, the one hundred best was like quarterback, the best actual quarterback, not straight up yards. He was whatever first, second, third, but he's probably eighth to tenth best for four, three to four years, maybe at the most. Sure. Now he's in the top third worst. Like I, I would agree with clear. that because he's so, at the end of his career and his team here's is a good dog comparable because it's got been like that for a while. Like, dude, he threw, he threw almost five thousand yards four years ago. Yeah, four. Here's here's how you can read into it. You can read into the, this any which way. Um, I know Brad brought it up yesterday, kind of jokingly about Matt Stafford. Yeah. Right when I, I I made the the point about Matt Stafford. Well, it was just interesting because in the pregame show they were talking about. Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford. Yeah. And how they? they were kind of available at the same time last year. Yeah. And and this is the opportunity for Matt Stafford. They said there's a di- the difference is Matt Stafford, he got traded for Jeff Goff, two first round draft picks, and he got and signed for like whatever his stupid contract is. Matt Ryan, those price tags were not a return for Matt Ryan. They were, the, the Lion Falcons would get would get no return on Matt Ryan like that the Lions got. For Matt Stafford in the chain market when they were both available, that's the difference. And, and there's a big difference in yeah. when the when the Rams look at what they think that they can do with those two guys at this point in their career. They went Matt Stafford and they paid. They gave up two first round picks and paid whatever 120. What's his contract? It was like, absurd. <laughs> yeah, like they like for sure. They pretty much put their they gambled their whole future on Matt Stafford is. Yeah. Matt Stafford Matt is Ryan's awesome. also 36 years old. Yeah, Matt Stafford's yeah. Ryan's Ryan's are, Ryan's but the Rams are now. The, the Rams right now are uh, like, we're winning this year next year. Like that's our window. So, I know, but it, if a 33 yeah. year old extends that window if it lasts longer, you're not yeah. gonna roll like a 40 year old Matt Ryan quarterback if you're still trying yeah. to hold on winning. If the Rams it, thought that with Matt Ryan, they could win, they would guarantee them the Super Bowl this year, they would assign Matt Ryan. So here's I know, here's, I know, but if, Here's an if, interesting uh, thing. If Stafford wasn't available, maybe they would have gone that route. They, they play quite maybe a bit different. And, and Stafford's much better for their system. For one thing, he he will take risks. He will 
be willing to make the throws you need to, even though he does fuck up sometimes too much and like it's too risky. Matt Ryan just isn't that player when you watch him. It's just like There's... not somebody you want to say, okay, I need you to go out and win this game. He's somebody to be like, he's but, game okay. manager. Yeah, but like, like that's up. also on coaching too, right? Like there's we, just you look at the no. Super Bowl between Atlanta and Tampa Bay. That was, was the single that. most worst coached game of football. New England, you mean? Yeah. Oh what yeah. Did I say? You said Tampa. Oh sorry, uh New England, yeah. Like yeah. the single worst coach game. You could see on Matt Ryan's face that he didn't want to throw the ball. Not because he was a, oh, he was scared was to throw the ball, yeah. because he was like, We're this is not how you win a football game. I'm not what there's there, some blame has to go to him, but uh, way more to the coaches, that's for sure. Right? Okay, so the, the, the my the final thing on Matt Ryan before to... we can move yeah. on here. My, I was just saying, my final thing on Matt Ryan before we should move on. Uh, as a wrestling fan, there's certain guys that just have the <laughs> if factor about it, right? You see them and it's like they have it, right? <laughs> and if I get what you're saying, he's not a Hall of Fame same way. Nobody right? is like, saying that he's a Hall of You look at the league right now, like there's got like the Tom Brady's, Aaron Rodgers, the like the, the, the upper L- like there's guys they have it. And, and but they're generational. Me, Matt Ryan, but to me, Matt Ryan falls underneath like the Matt Stafford's, like the guys that you can see and say, like, this guy's got it. He Why? falls just that level below it where it's like he's a serviceable quarterback, yeah, but he just doesn't quite have it. Yeah, whatever is a serviceable is, quarterback. Mark Fitzpatrick is a serviceable mm-hmm. quarterback. Matt Ryan's well, a, a good quarterback. Brad Johnson was a serviceable yeah, quarterback sure. and won a, quarter, a Super Bowl for the Tampa Bay. I'm right. not, it's not a bad thing to be a serviceable quarterback. I, I think he's in, way in better NFL, than serviceable. But the, it, right, you, can, you don't throw 5,000 yards serviceable. You just don't. Last year, he threw 4,500 yards. This year, he had a bad year. Yes, his team is terrible, but serviceable? Eighth all-time in passing yards. He's like, hold on a sec. Um, seventh hey, Mike, all-time in you... completions, ninth all-time in passing touchdowns, seventh all-time in passing yards per game for career. Like, he throws the ball. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like him, oh sorry, uh, yeah, like him and you. We we've compared, not compared him with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers we know is a Hall of Fame quarterback, but. Like in the same time frame, Rodgers didn't really play those first three years. In 2008, when Rodgers came in, Matt Ryan has outthrown him. Yeah, you can't just, well, that's what my whole thing is. The, yeah. the, the raw yard is just not a way yeah. to. I understand. You could, I agree. I, I, you could probably, you could list the 32 quarterbacks who started, who started for the, like, we're considered the starters for the teams this, this year. And you could say, you got the two-minute drill, rank your quarterbacks. And I bet you that Ryan's at middle of the pack the best like, when like those rankings year? would come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think he'd be at the end of – like, he'd be the tail end. Mike's right. No, just in general, it's like – if once the first game of the year next year, it's the same thing. Sure. Like – But, I, I like, I don't think he's – I don't uh, – serviceable is crazy. Yeah. Really. But whatever. We're never going to agree on this. I, I did find something interesting – when it comes to offensive ranking for the for the uh, Falcons from 2016 to 2021, 2016 was the year they were in the Super Bowl against New England. Um, second offensive ranking, 2017 eighth, 2018 sixth, 2019 fifth, 2020 and 2021 18th and 29th. 
this year, no Julio, no talent to throw to plus injuries. And his defense has been horrid. 25th in Super Bowl year. They actually had a decent defense in 2017, ninth overall. 2018, 19, 20, 21, all um, mid to late 20s as far as teams goes. He's had no defense, and he he still helps the team win. You know, but, waste hundred. I'm wasting a hundred dollars and buying you a golf. I'm not wasting a hundred. I'm gonna waste forty and buy you a cheap knockoff Matt Ryan jersey <laughs> next Christmas. I get that. I wouldn't pay Matt Ryan now for sure. I agree, but I'm just saying, a serviceable quarterback. Come on, come on, serviceable, serviceable. No, I'd rather. I'd probably. Who'd rather you rather have, have, Mark Fitzpatrick or um, um, what's his name? I can't even remember his name. No, Matt Ryan. Like, who would you rather have? Well, if you're who, contemplating that, that's silly. They would probably be like Mark Fitzpatrick, five and twenty-six on my list. Like Ryan that's, Fitzpatrick. That's, or that's sorry, Ryan Fitzpatrick. To 11. I'm thinking Mark Fitzpatrick for Florida uh, Panthers. Matt Ryan, the, Matt Ryan, the, they're completely different. Yeah. They're like wildly different players. Yeah, those two. But sure. Matt, Matt Ryan's a bit of a cuck and too scared to make throws. He should. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick's a complete crazy person that doesn't give a <laughs> throw anything. Anything. and then just throws it around but yeah that's funny, that's funny. I, Matt Ryan. well it's uh that's tough oh no, if it's i want to Mark, or, uh, ryan, ryan fitzpatrick has he probably has that it factor because he's a showman if if it was like a two-minute drill it would be close so no, ryan fitzpatrick, because of the running wrestler would have the it factor he doesn't have the it factor in football Who? yeah you got the crazy it's magic. Yeah, you got the if crazy. If he was in the, if he's in WWE, you have the hit factor. And football, yeah. he's just kind of a crazy man. Like, what's his name? That used to be the bomber with the bombers. Straveler. Yeah. It's pretty funny because he's like this big Harvard genius, but he's yeah. like a lunatic out there. Yeah, he's dumb as much. Okay, let's move on. Uh, getting into some hockey, unless you guys have anything else football that you want to talk about. No, I'm. I'm done. Here's an interesting story that came out a week ago. I think it was PEI hockey player Keegan Mitchell. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. He was suspended indefinitely, and it was actually rescinded because he called out his league for a suspension to him for slashing a player. And that player that he slashed um, had been suspended as well because he used racial remarks against a teammate of his. Two games each. Slash was two games each, calling... Um, this other player, I think it was like a racist Asian remark or whatever. It doesn't matter what it was. It was racist. Two games. And we're going to, like, people are going to well, sit the there on wasn't social media slash, and go, was it? what? Yes, it was for the slash. The suspension was for slash. It was because he went to social media and nope, spoke up is, about it. No, he got, got a two-game suspension for the slash and then was suspended indefinitely for the, for the social media. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's why he went to social media because of the two-game suspension for a slash, and this guy only got two games. He was like, what are you doing? Like, you make everybody look bad in the game of hockey by having our suspensions be the same. Um, yeah, hockey community, we keep saying that there isn't a culture problem. Uh, it, it starts at the very top. It's in the leagues. And not just the hot, like uh, like the NHL or the AHL. It's in the CHL. It's in junior hockey. It's in Bantam and all those U, U12s, U13s, all that kind of stuff. 
how how does this how does something like this get fixed when we keep putting people in charge of these leagues just because nobody else wants to take up the responsibility of being a leader within a league in minor hockey like how do we do that you blame anybody for not wanting to take those roles at this point in the, <laughs> the way things are nowadays i'm sorry but like yeah it, it starts with the people who are as far as i'm concerned if you want to bring it back to grassroots like you i think you're trying to say it starts with parents the parents are absolute idiots nowadays they've taken they've sucked all fun out yeah. of minor sports best i can tell now brad you're more connected with it you'll be able to talk a lot more than, than to me but brad's gotta be quiet. With what i see going on like why would anyone want to take most of those positions and deal with the headaches that come along with them unless you have kids that are involved yourself? I think yeah, just I don't, I don't know, know Brad. Yeah. It's a rarity that people get involved if they don't have a team, a kid on the team. Yes. Like I would say less than 10% of teams. Yeah. Maybe when you get to a double A team, you get people who coach just to give back, but that's a that's at a high level of hockey for uh, for that specific age group. Right. It's I don't know, like, even you look at the head of Hockey Regina, from all accounts, what I hear, it's a well-paid position, and the same guy's been in there for years. Five years. That's Good crazy. Good changing a culture there, right? Right. And old also, boy club. Yeah, well, not just old boy club. <laughs> just one right. thing. Right. It, one boy club. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Uh, good luck changing culture with the demographics though. well it's not the right generation quite yet is it like that's the way is I that what it like, is well we that's a good point people i like that. my age brad's age like the early 40s age we still grew up in hockey like locker rooms where it was rougher tougher yeah. a lot more vulgar you just dealt with bullshit that coaches threw at you so Socks yes some of us have adjusted and have learned that this isn't right and not how you handle situations. There's still a large percentage of them who that's what they know and that's what they teach, right? So it's probably this next generation that real is really going to bring in the real culture change in a lot of these areas, as far as I'm concerned. But if they're being taught that culture, why would they ever change? Well, it's it's we that's the it's thing. Easy, it's easy. I, how do I say this right? Do you see what I'm saying, though? I think it's easy for a guy who maybe has some feelings and maybe, you know, wants to yell and, you know, wants to say this to kids and wants to do that. I think it's maybe easy for him to look at the play, the manual that's put in front of him and say, okay, they're telling me I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do that. Okay, sure. And not do it, but you're not really taking that in, ingraining those things into the players in front of you. You're not really, like, you're not changing yourself. You're just hiding the kind of maybe an aspect of yeah of how you want to do things, or you just know you can't. Where the next generation is gonna be the one that are gonna say, "We want this. We need this change." Like yeah. I, that's kind of how I view it. Like I, as sad as it is, I just don't know if the 40, 50, you're, 60 year olds are the ones who are gonna make that change. Brad, you're way too optimistic for me. I agree. I'm way too, I'm way too I optimistic. Don't see that changing at all, Kev? No, you don't think it goes no. away, and that's me, maybe being the rape from a jump locker room for a generation now. So, and it, it's even—I don't know. If, like I, I would said, say, it's really, almost worse. There's still shitheads nowadays, and there's no accountability. Whereas before, there was a little bit of accountability. Yeah, it was. It was still bad. Yeah. You acting like an idiot, you get the punch. Shit. Go wrong. What's that, Brad? 
parents always stick up for their kids. Their their little Johnny can do no wrong. And yeah, that's you know, true. Just kind of the crowd that hockey attracts. No, it's it is what it is. But oh, wow. uh, yeah, interesting aspect. Of who knows if it'll ever change? Um, <laughs> Evander Kane. He's maybe uh, an Edmonton oh, Oilers. Rumors came out a week ago that he was a deal was imminent or he signed with the Oilers, yet nothing's happened. Well, because he was under investigation by the league. Yeah, the league has to finalize that up before yeah. he can make it official, is what the but there's word been nothing is. for like four days. Yeah, that's true. Um, should this dude little, ever should he ever play? I think, in the it, NHL I think again? it's more than just a little like a little bit to investigate when it comes to Vander <laughs> Kane right now. There's there's gun-wielding stories in parking lots with him and his ex-wife. There's all sorts of stuff. I think that they I think they, they they're probably, they need some reassurance that nothing else is going to happen if they're going to let back. You know, there's no reassurance. For. There's no such thing as a reassurance with the Vander Kane. This is a guy that seems like he doesn't want to be in the NHL. No, he, he needs to be in the NHL. Well, he, he does. To, He's poor. He wants to be in the He's NHL. He's to be. <laughs> like, he ain't rich. One would think he doesn't want to be in there, but he very much wants to be there. He's just oh, yeah. shooting himself in the foot every step, so stop along the way. How he hilarious is He's it? just not going to enjoy the ride, or however you want to put it. Yeah. Edmonton, Edmonton, too, like, <laughs> bringing him in. Wow. It is just the management of that franchise is just so lost, I think. Like, he's well, not your answer. Why? Who's to say he's not though? You goal t- goals, goaltending. They can well, score can goals. There's no real. There's no rule saying that just because they brought in a Vander Kane doesn't mean that they're You're not right. going to go get Obviously. a goalie now. Obviously. But they're, they don't go hand in hand. Yeah. But they're the pushing. If you're, if you're anyone that's a management position at Edmonton, you cannot play for the long build because you know that they fire people every two to three years in that organization, no matter what your role is. No. So you got to. How many head coaches in the last 10 years? Seven? Has it been that many, Brad? Yes. They close. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They like the fire people but in Edmonton. They so have you can't play long game. You have to take what's there now. So hold on. Well, okay, Brad, what did you say? They're not replacing their coach. They came out and said that. Yeah. Tippett's a good coach. They're not replacing him. And they've had plenty of other good coaches previous. Uh McClellan's a good coach. Yep. Uh Ralph Kruger's a good coach. Yeah. Uh They've they've had lots of them. That it's it's a management thing. So many times, friendly bed here, Brad. All of a sudden, just hold on. All of a sudden, you have to look in the mirror as the GM and decide for yourself. Yeah, maybe the coaching wasn't the issue. Yes. Uh, I'll put a friendly bed on the line here with you, and you may have to bet for the Oilers here, though. You like Tippett? You think Tippett's going to stay in Oilers for at least a little while? Like yes. I think uh, would you take you know, this? Uh, a round of golf says Dave Tippett's not the coach of the Oilers next season, beginning of next season. Really? Yes, I'll take that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Round of golf. Okay. Wherever we look up this year. Okay. Interesting. I I don't know. I think going to cost you nothing at your home course. <laughs> no, I'll, no, I will. I will. If I lose this bet, I will go into my wallet and I will pay with twenties for year round. He'll pay. He'll pay with a pass. Yeah, no, there'll be no blue yeah. card. 
<laughs> I like here's the thing, and and I agree. Like the management of that team has just been so dumb. Like they keep bringing in goal scorers. That's not the problem. Problem okay, is your but, terrible defense and your goaltending. I mean, defense. The, go ahead, Brad. I'm going to debate myself for a second here. What they're doing is they're bringing in a premier hockey player from a talent perspective yep. and it is costing them nothing. Yep. No, I agree. That, that, that player is like a two first round pick type of player to bring in and it's costing them nothing to acquire and the salary is insanely low. So I get why they're doing it. It's not what their immediate need is, but the risk reward is so high. I agree. I agree with that because Amanda Kane puts up points. I, I don't disagree with that at all. I just think why is like, why has there been no, there's not even rumors on the Oilers on going out and finding a goalie. Well, yeah, there is. Well, they're, Mark they're Andre heavily, Fleury. They're, they're heavily rumored with Chicago. Yeah. Now, like heavily. No, for like now. for the past few weeks, it's been talked okay, about. Okay, but, could end but up it's been anything. it has been absolute for years that. that they've needed a goalie. Mike Smith, I, I get it. He's had some really good years there. Yeah, well, forty years old is not the answer. <laughs> He's never been the answer because your backup. Can't play. He's terrible. Koskinen's awful. Yeah. And who they not, I'm not, but, just, you know, their yeah. goaltending is yeah. been dog crap. But like I said, I don't – if they're in any position of contention, they'll probably address it. Like, they won't just mm. let it – They've fallen. Oh, for sure they would. Hard times. Hard times. If, they're, if, they're going into play, if, they're, if they were going into the playoffs, if they, if they know they're going into the playoffs, they would go grab the goalie. I yeah, think at how? some point they need to address – what do you mean how? What assets do they have that they can get rid of that can pick up a goalie Tons. that would be effective? Really? First, first round draft picks? You don't think Chicago would play that a first round draft pick and a prospect for Flurry? Absolutely. Yes, Idiot. of course. They would. Send that over. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I just don't see Edmonton get her good at first round draft picks. It's not their MO. I think at some point oh. they have to look at the fact that McDavid might not be content staying in Edmonton. Oh, yeah. That losing culture continues year and yeah. year. Not uh, not just Big David. Did you see? Did uh, you see today? Yep. The presser. Oh yeah. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was uh, uh, what's his name? The beat writer for Jim Hockey Madison. Hall of Fame. McLean? Yeah, Jim Madison. Jim Madison. Like that's that's nuts. That's not that's ballsy throwing like. Doing what he did in that, like he snapped that. Like, there in that moment, you could tell he had not yet enough of, him, of Leon. <laughs> no, it's like you don't I, see that very often. Where it's like you just like stop being so pissy, Leon. Like you can answer this question, like, yeah. like, gotcha. like that's a good way to get your credentials removed. Like it, Leon just has to go back to the Oilers and say that guy doesn't ask me a question ever again, and he's yeah. he's not he's not allowed to like, in that <laughs> restroom for the Oilers again or on the the Zoom call, like. That's why press conferences are usually so boring. Oh, yeah. What you just said. Yeah. They're the absolute worst. Yeah. I think last year they were going through a losing skid and someone asked them something along the lines of, uh, you know, like, what's the feeling right now? And hey, what do you think? What do you think the feeling is? Yeah, was, oh, yeah. We, we love losing. This feels great. In Jai's title's defense in this, yeah. Like, in Jai's title's defense and all of this, like, He's right. If I was a McDavid, Drysdale, any of those guys who've been through this for the past five plus years, like 
I would be really freaking sick of answering those exact same questions for the past five years and probably be telling a few reporters to shove it to myself. But but that's it, where at least these reporters need to come and stop asking these dumbass questions. I didn't mind that. I thought that question, the initial question, was fair because he it was like fair, yeah. it yes. was like he wanted to specifics on why they're playing yeah. so shitty like that <laughs> question. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? He's been asked that question every day for the past five years, maybe outside of last year during the regular season. So it just probably wears on him hearing that same. I haven't answered every day, even though it just, is totally fair. Yeah. Um, in Montreal, um, I hope. Uh, I hope the. Calgary Flames have picked up on that though, and there's a lot of uh, hissy pants uh, signs in the saddle dome. The next time the Oilers <laughs> come to town, <laughs> that's funny. That would be hilarious. Um, interestingly enough, in Montreal, they've uh, they've gone out and they've signed their GM. Uh, Habs fans doing things that Habs fans do. They uh, immediately well, shit. You're winning, you're winning the Stanley Cup again this year? No, 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 not that. They immediately shit yet. because they didn't realize that he's French-Canadian. He's from Montreal. He speaks French, but his name is Kent Hughes. <laughs> it's funny. It's hilarious, and I love it. He looks like Jeff Bezos. It's actually kind of funny. I wonder if he's got a penis rocket, too. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, he is the the next, the 18th, I believe, general manager in Montreal Canadiens history. And what's here's an interesting, and this is where, like, I remember you guys were like, ooh, he's going to be a puppet, he's going to be a puppet. Yeah, he will be to an extent. But also, this is a nice little pairing because you've got Hughes, who used to be a player agent now. He will have to divest himself from his, uh, his company. And... Now you've got Hughes coming in. He's going to be all over the salary cap and, and signing players. He brings he brings a good name as far as uh, athletes are concerned. Like he had some big high profile NHLers on his roster of um, as an agent. And you've got Jeff Gorton who is going to work behind the scenes, and he's the guy that can build those franchises, make those trades, and, and get the the players that you need to bring in in order to be a successful team. The New York Rangers right now are playing fantastic hockey. That's a Jeff Gorton built team. Like that's not, that's not Chris Drury. Chris Drury is reaping the rewards of Jeff Gordon, Boston Bruins. Um, Gordon was part of their kind of mini rebuild. I think yeah. they have a good dynamic with the two of them. Gordon, I think, so might kind of say, I think we need this guy on our team. And Hughes handles uh, okay. Contact the player's agent and play hardball. He's yep. uh, he's done it lots before. I, I think that's a good dynamic for uh, for the team. And now he's on the opposite end of it, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah well, exactly. Now go ahead. You guys can make fun of me because Patrick Waugh didn't get hired. <laughs> I'm gonna make fun of you for something else, Canadians related. Uh, they're Once the worst team in the league. Yes, they're winning well, two one right now. That's just bullshit. <laughs> So I'll get right into it. Okay. Uh, nope. Their winning percentage, I guess, prior to tonight, all time worst. So perhaps. low that the last time it was that low was the Atlanta Thrashers year oh. one of their existence. Yeah, I remember and that. This is a team coming Historic. off of the Stanley Cup finals. I uh, like okay. It's, 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 it, 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 that it's true. It's true. Okay, it's it's going to go down as one of the all time biggest like like 
crash and burn. Um. Yep. You can't. Cup, cup finals. Uh, to I think. One of the I worst think, records of all time. I think if you you like, they squeaked into the playoffs and rode a hot, rode a hot goalie in Carey Price to get to the finals. They got yep. showed the door by Tampa Bay by a legitimate. Yeah, but, the, but the narrative going into the playoffs was this was a, not a regular season team. This team was a team that just needed to get to the playoffs, and we were a team built for the playoffs. As, that's a, we were, right? as a Montreal Canadian fan. I thought they could beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that was it. I didn't think they'd make it to the finals. Give me a break. I I yeah, picked yeah. them to make it to the finals, but only because so, I'm a fucking Habs fan. Like right. I'm not I'm not picking them because I thought they were going to the finals. Give me a break. <laughs> That's just silly talk. The fact that they did, okay, great. I'll ride this high. That was nice when they eliminated uh, Vegas and they were going to the finals. I was like, holy fuck. I haven't seen this in 27 years. This is great. And then they lost. And I was like, okay, yeah, that seems about right. And then you go into this offseason and, like, Carey Price isn't coming back because he's having to deal with issues. Um, Shea Weber potentially has to retire. A huge chunk of the leadership group. For sure. For sure. Like, yeah, like they lost so many players to start. And then you throw in all the COVID garbage. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. like, am I surprised they didn't do that they're this bad? They're... They didn't they didn't do anything to address that either, though, really, either. Like they just seem kind of how do you address the Shea Weber having to retire? Well, you go find another defenseman who can play on your blue line, don't you? Like you never like get to find Shea Weber? Weber, but no, I didn't say you find Shea Weber, but you definitely find a body that's Fits into your top two or four pairing that can replace Shea Weber. Like those they never guys aren't that. easy to come across. No, but you do. You you make Jeff a Petrie has been dog shit this year, but they are yes. right up against the cap even with their yeah. Like there's there there was not much that they could do this year that yeah, was going to do anything. They don't have like, much for room. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, but they actually I knew it wasn't going to be good. They have the highest salary in the NHL right now and <laughs> in dead last. And like five other players that should be on the <laughs> roster aren't on the roster. Gallagher, Edmondson, Jake Allen, injured reserve, Matt Perot. Yeah. And then Weber, Price, Paul Byron. What's yep. his deal? Byron's out with an injury, I think. Okay. He's had multiple then, COVID issues. Yeah. Carey Price's. Uh, I don't think well. we see Carey Price yeah. this year. Possibly not. Why Why would why, you? Why, why would? Why? Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> No. Well, I guess they're so shitty right now. You don't even worry about wins at this point. Season. Oh, God, saying, no. And look, the funniest is um, there's a guy for TSN 690, uh, Mitch Gallo, who he's like, just a, a friendly reminder to all Habs fans out there, coming in last doesn't guarantee you first overall. Like, no, it doesn't, but it gives you the best chance. Yeah. Like, what a dumb comment. <laughs> but, like, that, Yeah, that, that's... I hope. That's, oh, let's. I hope awesome. they go on a roll to get so that yeah. they can draft fifteenth. <laughs> like, what's yeah. what, that? Tank. They can't do any worse than the top three if they're the last yeah. team in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. So top three pick. Okay. Sure. Oh yeah. And this draft isn't terrible. I'd be cheering for losses. Yeah, I am. Good. Damn. Yeah. I've watched yeah. a single Habs game this year. I watched a little bit this afternoon, and they're fucking winning. They're up four-one <laughs> now. God damn it. So, I always uh, love it. I always love it every year. Sorry, Brad. When the NFL yeah. or when the uh, Bears uh, at the end of the season rip off a couple meaningless wins, yeah, just like just yeah. make their stock 
this year they didn't have a first round pick anyway, so no big deal. But yeah. they love they love that. <laughs> like to sit there and say, "Oh, by the way, coming in last doesn't guarantee you first. Okay, party pooper. Wow, you don't like good things in your life. <laughs> yeah, what a grumpy thing to say. Fuck that. So if if they finish last, they pick no worse than third. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think they can drop. I think they can only drop two slots in the draft. Maybe yeah, it might yeah, be I four. Think that's right. No, I think it's two. Yeah. So down to three. It used yeah. to be four. I think like so. Down three spots. But anyway, is there a 2018 pick? Uh, he had himself a game uh, tonight as well. He had a couple. Uh, Galchenyuk? Uh, no. Oh, or Cock and Yemi. Yeah. He had a couple <laughs> of goals for Carolina tonight. I, I like I, everybody. Like, even Habs fans are still like, oh, why didn't we sign him? I'm like, oh, because it's $6 million. And he well, hasn't put up to, more than 30. You wouldn't have had. Get like, he's to, in okay. You're going to deal with the same Carolina. thing that we had to deal with. Montreal. Deal with he wouldn't have the same season that he's having in Carolina. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He got a great That's team in Carolina. Dave Oteravainen from Chicago. We still live that one down all the time. Yep. Send a good player to Carolina, and they're going to be a star there. We're going to hear about Coke and Demi for a while. I'm okay with that. I still yeah. like right now, knowing what I know. I still don't sign him to a six million dollar deal. No, like, you just can't. And and he's, he's an overpayment for Carolina, even if he's turns out to be a forty five point player. Yeah, and all just because your owner your owner took was a little butt hurt because Montreal tried to sign Sebastian Ajo. I so love it. I do too. It's fuck. But as like the NHL doesn't do that shit, the revenge shit, right? So like, how many owners are going to be willing to trade with this piece of garbage? I don't think that other could, owners hold ill intent yeah. towards. No, no, uh, they might. No, well, I think other if anything, owners aren't gonna... if I think of anything, the only feeling that owners might have had was, "I'm oh, glad Caroline does it, did it, because it opens the door up for us to do it later." Yeah, I don't think most, there's. I don't it's... think other owners would have looked at that about having any hard feelings pointed towards it... Carolina. I think ten years ago when Dustin Penner happened, there were teams that had hard feelings towards Edmonton over it or Anaheim. But I don't think uh, that ended quick. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that exists anymore. I think there's a lot more owners I mean, that wish they had the balls to do it themselves. I mean, it's the worst used tool in an NHL GM's toolbox. I don't know why more GMs don't do it, but whatever. No, the worst rule is possible. the rule. There's the unofficial rule that's attached to it that you don't use that rule. Rule, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, rule that's there. It should no, be no, no. I said easy. tool. It's it's the most oh, tool. unused tool. You but you're right. You're right. The unwritten rule of don't do it because it's bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what? Why have it then? Why even have it an opportunity to be able to sign a restricted free agent? It's so dumb. Uh, Kodak Black shows up at the Florida Panthers game a couple weeks ago, or was it last week? <laughs> he got his dance on. <laughs> he got his dance on. I apologize. He didn't get his dance on. So it looked like he was banging initially. Some young lady got her dance on. She was looking for contacts. Her contact with the guy. She dropped her, she she dropped her chapstick. Like, yeah. No, like she, her story was her contact hit the ground. And that's not the truth. Believe, and we, no, that, that was the story. It was that her yeah. contact get the fuck, hit the get ground. Get the fuck out of here. That was and, the story that they used. And, and I mean, when I bend over to pick up a contact after the floor, I make sure I have to shake my ass for a good minute right. and a half while someone's grinding on me. Like that's just normal. Like I don't, I don't know what was so strange about it all. 
That's probably good. getting frustrated with the top line's lack of back checking. You didn't want to look at the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see, like, when you watch that video, the reaction from, like, the, the, the leadership group of the Panthers, I think it was, is so fucking funny. Like, they are all just, like, looking over and they're going, oh, my God, what's <laughs> happening? What, what is going on? I know the NHL had originally tweeted out welcoming Kodak Black to the game, and then they deleted yeah. the tweet after this. <laughs> <one came out. laughs> I love it. But NHL, you're fools. Fools. This uh, is advertisement you can't buy. Yeah. It's a whole Thunder. different demographic. It's, I know, but it's not the advertising they want. No, it's like, not, but they're stupid. But NHL should be happy with any advertising dollars they can earn yes. any way that they can earn them. Everything. You have zero advertising leverage in the big four. Fuck, big five. I think MLS gets better advertising than the National Hockey League does. I'd like to see that number, actually. Because I, I would say this, probably not even close. I wonder what their the rates, if the rates are the same. Because sometimes Ooh. stuff can be more viewed, but the rates are like Rate, rate would depend on the, like, it's supply and demand, right? So, not fully, because, like, I know, I know, uh, when Dynamite was on TNT, it was getting higher numbers a good portion of the time than NHL. But TNT still far prefers NHL, even with the lower numbers, because they get higher. yeah, they pay like 10 times as much for the advertising dollar on hockey than they do See, on but that makes sense yeah. because AEW isn't a, like a – it's not a brand. It's, it's, like, it's, like, that, it's like that with it's WWE too, w- even a really? big brand one. They, well, that's yeah, interesting. Because I would compare it like – dollars are minuscule. They just – they don't yeah. get top dollars for them. So I'm wondering if MLS is similar or if they get just as good or like yeah, how that uh, because I would I would compare it to the company that I work for now in rural Manitoba as opposed to a big name company in Winnipeg. Guaranteed, our numbers are way lower than theirs. Right. Well, it's not, not a new competition close. on the dial, eh? No, not who? Like a farmer station of some farm Is rocket, there? something. Yeah, it's farm rockets like Morden, Winkler, Altona, Walhalla, and Cavalier, and it's like it is like music that is made to ride your tractor to. Is it like, uh, like you want to hear some Leonard's? What's that? No, it's rock and roll, but it's so like is it some that, Leonard's. Is it from Maverick? I don't it know. It's not Maverick. It, it was a parent company I hadn't heard of before. When they, it's hilarious. an American company, I think we don't have a yeah. rock station, so it's not competition. <laughs> we we have a shitty couple of stations that play the same music every hour on the hour, all the time. <laughs> like it's it's bad. Right. Office music. Yeah, 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 it is absolutely it supermarket. Serves this, it's it serves this place. Like it's as shitty as it is for you. It you know it. Uh, I love my job. I absolutely. Yeah. I'm not even kidding you. I absolutely love what I do. Just wish. Just Great wish. spot to be in. Yep, it is. I'm not even gonna say what I wish. It's just I love my job. <laughs> just wish um, you could play like, a little Pearl Jam every now and then, and like oh let God. things fly. The the closest I get to Pearl Jam is some Eddie Vedder, <laughs> some the Eddie Vedder singles tunes, which I'm not a huge a huge fan of. I love yeah. Eddie Vedder, but yeah, I, his solo stuff is not very good. Oh, you don't? Oh, I love uh, some of it. The is wild good. soundtracks outstanding. I think. Yeah, uh, I agree with that, but we don't play that. 
Oh, it's where, oh, just where, got way too folky I'm for me. Thinking. I don't know. That wasn't just Eddie. That was Pearl Jam. Yeah. Was that Pearl Jam? Pearl oh, yeah. Jam got very oh, I thought that was Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it was, it was every, <laughs> not just him to believe blame for that one. Yeah, that's just shit. Anyway, uh, last thing I have for hockey, more Arizona Coyotes drama. <laughs> It a doesn't team that's better, a team that's better than the Montreal Canadiens in the status yeah, right now, they, by they, the way. They absolutely humped them the other night, 5-1. Yesterday afternoon, MLK. We should talk about that, MLK Day in the U.S. Why is that not a thing in Canada? Because he was an American. I yeah. know that, but it's still civil rights. You can run that. I don't think it should be. But... You don't think so? We could. And I think it should be in the U.S. for sure. Well, it is in the U.S. I, I we did. Have, we would we would have to have our own person. I, and that's fair. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. And the one thing I did find comical, a perusing Twitter yesterday was oh, FBI boy. FBI sending out like uh, goodwill messages, MLK like quoting MLK, <laughs> and, like sending out messages about how great of a guy he was, and they did nothing for his entire public career but try and destroy him they said they sent a letter to him they sent a letter to him urging himself to kill himself <laughs> but every yeah. year now every year now it's happy from the fbi that's so funny, funny. Yeah. i mean the nfl because of some of their history it's a little more laughable but let's yeah. be a little bit honest about this too there was Basketball. a lot of there was a lot of businesses. There was a lot of corporation that were sending those same messages to him. Yep. Uh, MLK was not a beloved person while he was here on earth with everybody else. He was controversial in a lot of the terms oh. that you use to toss around today to describe certain political people like communists and things like that. Mm-hmm. Were He's been whitewashed 50 years too. ago with Martin Luther King. Right? He's so, definitely right? been whitewashed for sure. Yeah, he was uh, like every well, single Republican would despise him if he existed now. Oh, yeah. In fact, the Matt Gates was tweeting out Martin Luther King today, kind of tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Fuck the Anti- Party in the US. They would have really loved him. <laughs> uh, yeah, more Arizona Coyotes drama. Apparently, there was. Uh, so Glendale has said that they are not going to renew the arena. Um, notice with Arizona, so they they are not playing in Glendale can, next year. Can we? Are we talking just arena stuff and like Arizona like issues? That's really all I had. Yeah. Can we pivot here then? Sure. Brad, what the heck's going on with Calgary and their arena situation? Because Ooh, yeah, that's, that's a, a more interesting story to me. I agree. Arizona, Calgary right is there for like I don't see them moving. The whole, yeah, and they they committed to staying in the 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 city because they have something like a nine years left on the lease in, in the saddle bill. Yeah. I think what happened was there was a change in municipal government in Calgary. Oh, they and were like, nah. no, no, they put in some sort of climate initiatives and everything. And that changed the goalposts for the deal that was agreed to in principle. Right. And so they tried to tack an extra 30 million onto the flames ownership group. And they said, F that, we're out. So I hate the idea of giving public money to these billionaires to build these arenas and everything. I agree. Unfortunately, that's just, everyone does it. Yep. So, you know, it it shouldn't happen in the first place. So I don't know, you play hardball with a bunch of billionaires. They didn't get to be billionaires over (laughs) 
over saying, yeah, okay, that's, that's going to cost me extra money over and above. <laughs> no. Dude, that's no problem. <laughs> that. Probably the biggest so, mistake, I guess, the Flames uh, made was uh, not getting in when the getting was good in, in Alberta. Eh? Like When the oil money was flowing, they should have been in there kind of like the Oilers were trying to get their new arena. It's like that's Well, the Oilers thing. needed it more than Calgary. Yeah, there's a real love affair with that saddle, though, mate. Like, like, yeah, it's it's got some old school appeal to the city skyline and yeah. everything, but the building itself is Shit. it's majorly flawed in that they can't attract major concert venues because of uh, like stage setups and everything. Yeah, and it's not it's not designed to maximize revenue for for these owners. The lower bowl is teeny tiny. They have a decent number of uh, press boxes, two levels of them all the way around. But ideally, you get a massive 100 level, and that's your big money tickets. Yeah. Yep. And uh, kind of take it from there. So it's it's something the owners want, but not when the goalposts are continually being changed on them. And now, I, I one of my understandings you know. is like one of the holdup. I don't know how much holdup, but. I have to People just say, of Calgary love that location, don't they? Boy, it's a great my understanding. Location. Yeah, like from when I, I've been there twice, and I remember like that. A that city is just amazing to get around. Like it's about the easiest city you'll ever drive in in your life. Yeah, and B, yeah, that arena was like a really, really easy in and out, and it's, it's it, it is a perfect location because one, it's on a train stop. Yeah. Yeah. It, on a like the red mile 17th ave is a whole bunch of restaurants small pubs uh very very good nightlife that is like uh you know a five minute walk to get to 17th ave and you know you're a 15 minute walk from downtown so everything is super close there and you're also on public transit uh you know rail transit so yeah it's a perfect location now what i don't remember is like they're on the fairgrounds there. Yeah, I was going to say they're on the stampede grounds. Yeah, like how much extra space is there around there? Like I, I, I remember there being like, like it's not a congested area where that is. Like, but could you almost build adjacent right beside the arena? Yeah, you do. Like that would be so, my idea, right? If the location so, is so good, like. Can you build like right beside it, and then once you've built a new one, tear the old saddle dome down? Yeah, that's the general idea. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure you've been to Winnipeg's fair at least when you're yeah. younger. Yeah. You know what sort of footprint that takes up. It's yeah, massive. absolutely. So yeah, there's more than enough room to slap an arena somewhere in the stampede grounds, and once it's done, yeah, you knock the saddle dome down and yeah. you get that. Even get them to build some sort of roof on it so it pays homage to the old saddle dome. It keeps that skyline if they really want, if that's no, such a big they, thing uh, to them. Yeah, they go with something uh, a little more modern architecture. Yeah, yeah but still has that kind of look. Yeah, it, uh, it actually looked okay, but yeah. it's one of those things when, when you get the new arena, well, shit, everyone's prices goes up for their tickets. So. Oh, yeah. Big <sighs> yeah, we know about that in Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> Was it built in the same era as like Astrodome and? Oh God, no, no! It was built. Or in... like, was it a nineteen eighty? The yeah, mid eighty. What were the Olympics? Yeah, 
But in yeah, that, like, Yomi era, era where that was popular, like, with baseball stadiums anyway. Olympics, yeah. what year were the Olympics, Calgary? 88? Yes. And, and it, it was operational for a couple of years. I think it was 84, 85? Yeah, I think it was 84, 85. They played in the corral previously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It's it's not really, don't really attach it to any era. It's just very unique architecturally. Yeah. You know, at the time that was probably pretty state of the art having that arch dome like that, like roof like that, and that look. I bet you. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. But yeah, it's it's nineteen eighty three. Yeah, it's kind of it's not modern anymore. And even for even if you don't like the flames, it's one of those things that you know. Yeah, okay, I like concerts or major events that uh, completely skip over Calgary, which is bigger than Edmonton. Yep. You know, it's well, the city. That's interesting you brought that up because I went, uh, me and a buddy went to Alberta and we did a Raw Smackdown in Calgary and Edmonton back-to-back nights. Yeah. And Raw was in Calgary and they had no pyro in Calgary. Yeah. Oh, really? In Edmonton, they were blowing everything up. But yeah, Calgary probably <laughs> that low roof and the way things are built in there. Yeah, they weren't probably uh... do pyro. So that, when you talk about festivals, like big concerts and stuff, that yeah, they like to blow. They like to blow their pyro in some of those deal. Can't bring kiss won't come if you can't put pyro in their show, right? Was that where you got Northlands or was that Rexall? Or sorry, not Rexall, Rogers. Um, Rexall was, was no, it wasn't Rexall. That was the old Rogers uh, Stanley Cup where the where there's one all their cups. Yeah, whatever so that Northlands. one was. Yeah, Northlands Coliseum. Yeah, and that got changed to Rexall, but yeah, that place was a dump. <laughs> I. I remember kind of driving away thinking both those buildings were kind of dumps. Like, yeah, Calgary's was marginally more adequate than Edmonton's. Yeah, Edmonton's, the whole concourse all the way around is teeny tiny. Whereas I thought... Calgary's has there's a couple areas where it chokes up, but the majority of the concourse there's lots of room. The one thing I remember about I thought Calgary was cool is just the big stairway entrance. Yeah, to the yeah. front doors. I was like, okay, that's kind of kind of like that. It kind of looks neat as everyone's running to do the doors. And then Edmonton, it was the where the Wayne Gretzky trophy was positioned in the drive-in, kind of like you have to get out of your car to see it on the road almost. Like it's not even really on the like right out. You'd think it'd be right outside the arena, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. kind of like if it was the airport in Winnipeg, it'd be right at the entrance of the airport, kind of. And it just kind of those are, and then besides that, yeah, thinking oh, these places are kind of dumpy. I don't know. Well, yeah, we're running long here, so let's get into some stump the chump. We've got uh, our our four week one time champion. That's right. Uh, he's he's going up against. He's gonna hate hey, Carl. Mm. He still has that stupid belt on. You know, yeah, I, I was going gonna anywhere. say. I was gonna say I'm impressed with his dedication to running that belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good. Yeah, I've, wait, owned this, you owned this, I've owned this belt for like 25 years. You guys act like it's the first day I've ever worn it over my shoulder <laughs> for any period of time. Uh, it was yeah, commitment man. to the gimmick. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, gotta, that's the sign of a champion right there. Okay, so here's the thing though. But Kev, if you lose, your your four week reign is illegitimate and garbage. <laughs> no. You got to you got to double up here, buddy. Nothing illegitimate or. No asterisks. I've held the belt for a month now. Like, well, we'll see. If we're uh, all right, Mike. Time to tell me All right, here we go. So, Kevin, you you going first or second? I'll go first. 
Okay, Brad, which, which group of questions? I'll take the first set. First set? Okay. okay. Here we All right. go. Let's do it. Kevin's up. Uh, what state has hosted the first two PGA events the 2022 season? What US? state? Yep. Oh, uh, no. The third one is not there like this week's, but the first two have been. I'm going to say Hawaii. Correct. Ooh. That was my guess. Yeah. First two events, why? And they're at uh, La Quinta in California. Yeah. Yeah, it's Just, been nice. I, I noticed that the PJ is back on this week when I set my DFS. And it's a cost me to get back in to throw us wasting some more money in that avenue, too. <laughs> I made 15 bucks on uh, golf DFS this weekend. That's $15 is what I made off my eight bets on DFS this weekend. Oh, so, nice. Barely down 15. I was going to say, you made, you made a lot more money than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that okay so before uh, NFL divisional realignment they only had three divisions per conference east west and central yeah. um, the NFC central was made up of the current NFC north so the Chicago Bears the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers who was the other team in the with them in the NFC Central? I know this. They are still an NFC team. It was okay. Bear, sorry, Bears, Packers, and what was and Lions were the three teams you gave me. And Vikings. So the current NFC North, those four NFC, which make up the current N NFC North. What they were all in the NFC Central because the divisions were slightly bigger. Who is the other team in there with them? And it, it is a current NFC team still. Like they didn't switch conferences and stayed in the NFC. But, but when they added divisions. What was the question? Division was Bears, Packers, Lions, Vikings, right? Bears, Packers, Lions, Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. That's the four teams? Yeah. And someone else. And the oh, there's five. That's what I'm asking. I'm asking you who the... Who's the who 15? That, yeah. It's currently an NFC team, but obviously different division. The Pittsburgh? No. Washington. No, they're, they're AFC. Tampa. Oh, it's it was Tampa. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Tampa was in that... No, I never would even... No. It was like late, late 90s or... Late 90s? Or, when, it was when they started, like... When Panthers most southern team. team in the NFL is in the north, in the north, okay. Yeah, well, it wasn't the north, it was the central. central. Oh, yeah. yes, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I Still. would guess the or the St. Louis Cardinals or whatever. Yeah, that would have, yeah, geographically, that's closer, but the, the they've sorted it out mostly geographically now. The only real wacky one is the Dallas Cowboys being in the Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. Question number Trey. We're one for two so far. What year did the Soviet Union boycott the Summer Olympics? Ooh, I, do I know? What year? I think I know. 82? Incorrect. 
84 LA. 84 is great. Yeah. 84 was there. Yeah, yeah, close. Had to be in that kind of time. Oh, <laughs> the door is open. Brad. All open. right. So one crack for the champ. Does that belt get mailed to Brad? <laughs> <laughs> He's got to send the ship in and handling my way. And <laughs> <laughs> Brad, go get some cardboard. Got some work to do first. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Well, I went two for three on your set. <laughs> first <Yeah>. question <laughs> is geography. Okay. Potent potables. What two countries make up the archipelago known as Tierra del Fuego, which is at the southern tip of South America? It's like the last thing before Antarctica, basically. It's called okay. the Ar it is an archipelago called Tierra del Fuego. Argentina and Chile. That is correct. Question <laughs> one. I, I never heard of that term, so I'm glad you explained that. <laughs> Kevin got a hint with uh, NFC teams here, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Back to football. Yeah. Out of the 2022 2021, whatever you want to call it, NFL playoff teams. Which two have which two have won the most Super Bowls? Which franchises out of this year's playoff teams have won the most Super Bowls? The most Super Bowls. Which which team or two teams? Two teams. Two teams. I know the answer to this. Uh, yeah. The Pats is one. Correct. This is the an easy question, Pats actually. Won. The Steelers. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. I was the other Cowboys. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. We have a new chance. Oh! And it just is He's got to take that belt off. I just lost well, it. Right. Take it off. <laughs> take it off. Right? Oh, that's good times. That's funny. Way to go, boys. That's awesome. Good to be back. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back at it next week right here on the High Wide Podcast, talking all sorts of things, sports, and and just our shitty, shitty lives. But, uh, yeah. Mike, where can we find you in the social media spheres? BuddyMan222 Instagram. B. Carl? B. Carl607 on the Twitter machine and Instagram. And Big Kev. Uh, Big Kev HW Fantasy on Twitter. Check it out. Uh, have some fun with us. Send us some followers. And if you guys have questions that you want to ask the pod, send them to us on our social medias, and uh, we'll, we'll maybe we'll make up a mailbag or something like that. Where are you at, What's that? Where are you at? Oh, yeah. Where are you at? That's great. DSO67. That's on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. And, of course, the High and Wide podcast on both uh, social medias as well. That'll do it for us here, boys. Have a good, uh, have a good week. Peace out. Peace. All right. Peace hey, out, guys. boys.